AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. A camel shirt. Me and Rick were just talking about the Kevin Bridges bit where he goes around his house, mate's house, for a Chinese takeaway, and they offer him some. Right. But they. They have what they call it, Rick. Who's rice? They make who's rice? Yeah, they're, they're dishing up, and he's like, "Where's the rice?" And he's like, "Oh, he's saying no." The wife would just she's just boiling it up now, and he's like, "What? You didn't order it? No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna order rice for three pounds when you've got like, when you've got I would I can just boil it up. And got house like, rice. Yeah, it's like the O'Reilly, the O'Reilly's having who's rice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling everyone about this. I'm telling everyone. Oh man. That's funny. Um, we're saying um, this obviously because you're currently in, you've just got off stage, literally just got off stage yes. in Perth. Perth, mate, Perth, Australia. I literally just come off, and Kev's just gone on now. So I've just gone straight to my dressing room. I've opened an Asahi, <laughs> and um, and now I'm going to talk about Tottenham. Uh, and what time is it there? It is uh, eight thirty-five p.m. Wow, eight thirty-five p.m. And that's not bad. I thought it was going to be like half twelve but at Perth's night. Not too bad. But no, because Perth is the first port of call, like in terms of date the date line. Right. Like it's mental. Like Australia is so big that yeah, Perth is like three hours difference to the other like to Melbourne and that. It's like it's more in line with bloody Jakarta and all that stuff. Oh, so right, it's weird. You can get jet lagged in Australia, that's how big it is, like yeah. travelling around it. I'm not sure why Australia's a thing really. I know your wife's Australian and there's loads of Australia's Australia's <laughs> loads of Australia's listening to the podcast. <laughs> 
but it's just too big. There's too many dangerous animals. I don't see the point in it. Um, well, it depends. I suppose, like, if you're in the cities, like in the yeah, Melbourne's pretty. Like, it's like a sort of European city. But mate, Perth. We landed in Perth the day before yesterday. It was 39 degrees. Oh, and I was like, we ain't meant. We are not meant to be here. That's disgusting. No one's meant to be there. It's fucking winter. I know it's summer there, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, we're just going into summer here. But like, it was. I'm, I'm talking like. It was the it was the hottest I've ever felt. Anything it's hotter <laughs> than a sauna. At least in a sauna, like your brain thinks, "Oh, yeah, this is cool. This is like an experience." Yeah. But imagine if yeah, but walking down the street shouldn't feel like that. It yeah. Felt, it was disgraceful. The sauna's a game, isn't it? The brain thinks this is a game. How long can I stay in this intense heat? But walking down the so, high yeah. street in Perth, it's not your yeah. point, it's <laughs> not yeah. a game. Is going it? to get a diet coke shouldn't feel like being in a sauna rick you know there's a place called alice springs in the middle of australia it's a disgusting little place boiling hot like, i've been there there's nothing there there's an airport and then just people milling around in there <laughs> <laughs> that's that's alice spring what, what 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 kind of industry is in the middle of australia it's stupid it shouldn't exist remove alice springs from the map um ricky uh what's um you're going to Spurs at the weekend. Yeah, I am. Well, how are you feeling about it? Because um, we're still in this midst of a crisis, right? Yeah, I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good because I haven't been Tottenham in ages and it's my <laughs> favourite thing to do. So that that's good. Um, <laughs> what what point walking to the ground where you go, fuck, I wish I was home? Um, it's, it's normally when the final whistle goes and I, I look around to get out of the stadium and there's just queues everywhere and you're like, fucking hell, I ain't getting home till God knows what time. I'm like... But, but le- leading up to it, it's, uh, it's great. It's like, a, it's a day out, isn't it? It's yeah. day out with your mates having a beer and meeting my dad and and all, all the, the lovely stuff that we've uh, spoken about many a time. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. And... If I'm honest, like obviously we've had the the result against Chelsea, the result against uh, Wolves, um, and obviously conceding two in the dying minutes. But we're playing at home. We've had two weeks. Uh, Andrews had two weeks to prepare for this game um, with the players that that are there. I think he would have, uh, you know, hatched a game plan. We're at home, and Villa don't tend to travel that well. Um, I think that we are going to win, and mm-hmm. I'm pretty positive about it. I think this is where, this is where the um, the worm turns. This is it. Well, this is you say this is where the worm turns. We've had a mental game against Chelsea, which pretty much doesn't count, and then yeah. a Wolves game where we're completely decimated. Like we have got a question here from Steve Collins because it is Thursday Q and A podcast, which means we don't there's yeah. no running order. We just answer the questions. We talk about whatever we want. Some of it might be about Spurs, like this one. Steve Collins, he says, if we lose to Villa and City, will the Ange hype train officially grind to a halt? Um, nah. Okay. It's, I mean, it's that thing where, like, again, if if it if we feel like that, that's because we're the victims of this, our own success of our world. We started, in it? Like, you know, everyone thought we were going to be mid-table, and it just so happens that we started so strong that now... Any sort of falter looks looks worse than it actually is. Do you um, know what I mean? Like, Tom, sorry, just so, just so I remember, just a little bit away from the mic because it's um it's just distorting oh, slightly. Right when you, you're yeah, right yeah, up close. Cool. It's in your mouth by the sound of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding it with my mouth, mate. Um, but I, 
But do you know what I mean? Like it was, yeah, I, I agree actually in that thing of the Chelsea match. You can't really, you know, it's different. The Chelsea match was so chaotic. Let's not judge anything on that. The Wolves match we were playing, you know, yes, the, the sort of our defence is fucked. So this one, at least he's had a couple of weeks to try and work out a better way of making them fit the system. I, I, I'm a bit more confident about this than I am the Wolves match, you know what I mean? Even yeah. though Villa are obviously on form and they've got one of the most informed strikers in the bloody Europe or something at the minute, do you know what I mean? Like I, Everything on paper says we should probably lose it if we're in this vein of form, but weirdly I feel like we're going to give a better show of ourselves than we did against Wolves. Do you think two weeks is enough to fix Eric Dyer? <laughs> Can't make him faster, um, can we? No, I mean, I'm not saying Dyer's going to come out and be like Paolo Maldini. But I think, um, you know, I do think he's, it's, he also needs a bit more time to play in the in the team, doesn't he? If he's going to fill in for a bit or, I don't know, maybe, you know. I, I think a lot of people are calling for the younger players to just be thrown in, but that could be even more chaotic, couldn't it? Than, yeah. At least Dyer is experienced and... He knows how to bloody make a challenge, and it's just that he's not the best passer or runner, <laughs> which or they anything. are crucial to football or anything really. The um, we we did I, just I said... imagine for these uh, for these uh, two weeks, and just just made Dyer do sprinting exercises just to speed him up. Like he's he's just everyone else is doing normal training, and Dyer's just running around the pitch with weights tied to his back, <laughs> and he's just sprinting Comes up out and, and down. He's, like, he's lost about two stones. <laughs> run like 100 metres in like 10.2. Yeah. <laughs> I like Andrew just goes, I know, I know this is a bit obvious, and you might not have thought about this before. Can you just run a bit faster, please? <laughs> just, just run a bit faster. And he's been doing two weeks of drills, and they've done his testing. He's slower. He's absolutely slower than he was. <laughs> we, did a, we did a podcast, and I might mention this before, but people might not have heard me say it, but we did a podcast with Kish from Lily White Lab, and he was talking about, we were asked, I asked the question, basically, could Phillips, is Phillips a better option, or Dorrington a better option than Eric Dyer? And it was his estimation, given the fact that he'd watched a lot of youth football, that it would be a significant step down from what Dyer is able to do. And that at this stage... Really? Yeah, <laughs> he said at this stage Phillips is like a probably like a championship level defender. Right, it might be too harsh. He said you don't know until you know, but based on what he's seen thus far and the jump from under twenty ones to the Premier League is gigantic. He thinks they're not ready yet. Okay, which is on Daniel Levy. I sp- yeah, I get that, but like I suppose yeah. Now I was going to say like Van der Ven. You know, <coughs> look at our look at our history with players coming from Holland. You know, they come in and normally look like championship players, don't they? Yeah. But, like, he come in and he suddenly looks like the greatest defender who's ever played football. Yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, I do, yeah, I don't know. I do sometimes think the actual step up is the thing those players need to kick on, don't they? Rick, did you see, did you see um, Van der Ven's Instagram post? Yeah, there's been a couple. So, the there's one we're talking about, if people haven't mentioned, what was it? Um, it was, there was one, I think it was him... Playing and an hourglass, yeah, like time. I'd say like, yeah, that like soon. Right, yeah, that's my issue with this. Soon, so how soon though? Are we talking before January, or we? Or, or are we looking at January as a concept and and, and a calendar It'd as a concept? It'd be funny if he if he came flying in tomorrow like the Royal Rumble. You just had the yeah. music start, <laughs> <laughs> but he comes pelting down the tunnel and just ends somewhere. <laughs> but soon, January is soon, figuratively speaking, right? It's a month away. But it's not soon enough for us. So what does it mean? Why post that? Why get my hopes he, up? He did another one as well for uh, Madders' birthday of them two. 
and he was, and it, I think it was like, uh, we'll play soon together, brother, or or something like that. Were they that. doing kick-ups in this video? No, they, they weren't. They weren't. It's just a picture. <laughs> fucking... but stop, but stop saying soon. Stop saying soon stop. and getting our help up. No, no soon. Just don't say anything. Just say January. Then we know where we're at. And then you're, all you're doing, yeah. all you're doing, is touching base with your audience. But soon <laughs> might, might it could mean anything. It could mean like next weekend. I don't know. Like who was talking? I think it was was John when Sissoko had a hamstring injury and he just ran it off. The first and only player to run off a hamstring injury. <laughs> <laughs> built differently, <laughs> but because he was pup, it didn't really matter. It's like, oh look, that's interesting. He had a hamstring injury. Now he's fine. Six days later, <laughs> the Van der Ven, we desperately need it, but his hamstring practically snapped in half. It's bullshit. Um, let's do another question. Um, Frazinho says, "Do you think Chelsea and Manchester City will ever get sanctioned for financial fair play, or is it get, uh, is it all going to be swept under the carpet, Rick?" Um, they will probably it'll probably be one of those things where uh, you know a team in Europe gets fined for racism and it'll be like a three grand fine which means absolutely nothing yeah. uh, to, to these clubs uh, and the money I just <laughs> they'll be able to buy their way out of it or pay the X amount of million and it will just kind of even be swept under the carpet I don't I can't see them being deducted um a significant amount of points or titles being stripped or any any of that stuff um and i think it's going to be because like with city there's you know a hundred plus charges against them so it's going to be like how, how are you gonna make any of those disband yeah it's got to be a relegation like if everton are getting if everton are getting 10 points for one they've got 116 like you're talking about, we've got to remove them from the league. You're not allowed to cheat. Yeah. I think there will be. But, I think, sorry, go on, Carl. I was just going to say, like, you know, I, my my opinion on this, I, I, whether or not it will happen is a different thing to whether or not you want it to happen, isn't it? Like, it's that thing of my my opinion on it is very much based on how people have reacted to this whole Defoe thing. Do you know what I mean? When people are suddenly getting a bit excited that we might get done. And if like if if we got done, then I'd want to take the whole league down. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm suddenly yeah. I, I want the whole place to burn. I'm not Whereas actually it. at the minute my cynicism is like no one's gonna really get in trouble. It's actually surprising that Everton just got done, man. Did you did you um did you do an old for fuck's sake when that broke when Times released a story about this issue with Jermaine Defoe's transfer to Tottenham and that there was a unlicensed agent involved called Mitchell Thomas who just will not refuse to fuck us in the arse at every opportunity he has. <laughs> Bearing in mind that Mitchell Thomas was a right back or left back for us way back in the day. I think we bought him from Luton Town and he was awful. And yet 20 years later, he's still going, you know what, you I'm not done with you yet. Um <laughs> The, uh, so he was the unlicensed agent that was used. We used a licensed agent. We paid them a million pounds to sort this deal out. And it was that person, as I understand it, who used the unlicensed agent. So it wasn't Tottenham directly. It was it was right. secondary. So which is why at the time it was like, well, Spurs haven't done anything wrong. Now the times are like, oh, God, look, everyone's doing exposés on football clubs. Let's get Tottenham. When... Uh, it appears that perhaps we haven't done anything wrong at all. At, f at, at first, I was just like, you know, it didn't really seem that big a deal. It was back in 2008, I, I think, or something like that. Yeah. 
So I thought, you know, it, it you know, it's a massive fucking reach in it to go all the way back then to try and get us for something there. Um, and then I did see, uh, so I wasn't that bothered, but then I did start reading a few articles about um, the Premier League really do want to clamp down and make examples of clubs that use unlicensed agents and it is a massive thing for them. And then I was like, for fuck's sake, like, are they going to get us? Like, what, what? Like, what, what does that mean? But I'm a little bit more calm on it again. So I was, I, I was, I, I was, I wasn't that bothered. Then I was a little bit scared, and now I'm just a bit like, oh fuck yeah. off! Like, are they, they going to go back through every single club and like dig up every every deal that they've ever done? Because I mean, this is the murky world of football, isn't it? Like, it happens all the time with these types of the F- deals. The FA said that if there's new evidence to be seen, then they'll look into it. So. <laughs> Um, but because of the story around Everton and them crying their eyes out because they've got this 10... Oh, well, yeah, but well, Manchester City have done all that and they haven't been punished. No, why are you punishing us? Like Manchester, Everton fans are printing out 38,000 leaflets saying the Premier League <laughs> is corrupt and they're going to fly a plane over the Etihad. That's what they're doing tomorrow. You broke the rules. You admitted yeah. to breaking the rules. You worked with the Premier League to say, look, we've broken rules. It came out also that you tried to miss... You, you sort of misguided the Premier League to, to the extent of which you had. And now they've punished you. And then we go, no, but we look, if we don't want to be punished because Chelsea and Man City haven't been punished. They're going through a process. Uh, no, but I think uh, surely, the, surely the argument is more if why are we only getting punished? But the, the obvious big culprits, like everyone knows that City and Chelsea have fucking yeah. done dodgy shit and, you know, have... They've juiced up right. the market and all that. Like, you know, it's that. I think that's the thing. It's I, no, the I understand anger that. comes from why are we the only Right, okay. Playing? And that's, t- again, that's what I feel like it's what happened. If this Defoe thing, if it all kicked off, I would feel exactly like that. I'd be fucking flying a but plane over the Etihad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be flying into the Etihad. Look, there's three people, right? They're all up for a murder charge, okay? One of them says, I'm guilty. Does he then go to trial or does he get sentenced immediately? He gets sentenced immediately, and the other two have to go for a long trial in order to prove that they were definitely guilty. That is the process that's happening here. I don't understand yes. why it's so hard for Everton fans to understand that. They're, Chelsea, particularly Man City, are saying, we're not guilty of any of this, and you have to prove that we, we, we have done it, which is the right way, because innocent until proven guilty is the crux of our justice system. Right. Um, they're saying we have yeah, so The problem wrong. there is Everton caved in and admitted it too soon. They should have just kept their mouth shut. Yes, but eventually they would have got done, and the and the points would have been. Tw- they're basically been too honest. <laughs> yeah, they're basically been too honest. Whereas, and, and to be to a certain extent, Chelsea have been because they're saying, "Oh, we've found." Bowley has, has said, "We've found some some issues with our accounts, and you need to look into this." On top of that, the Guardian have done that expose of all these deals that they have proof that have happened outside of footballing matters that directly benefited Chelsea. But yeah, I think yeah. Bowley's going. Well, no, hang on, I'm just going to. I'm telling you about this now so that you don't really get us. The reality is it's irrelevant who they have to be punished because they manipulated the fabric of the, the competition. Um, it's interesting. But there, there is no corruption. This is the thing that gets me. It's like when fans complain about corruption. The, there's a corrupt... The referees are corrupt. What do you mean? The, the referee, If the referees are corrupt, that means they stand to, 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 um, to benefit from Arsenal not beating Newcastle. How, how is that corrupt? It's not. It's not corrupt. It's it, it's inept. It's frustrating. Yeah. But corrupt would mean that there's a cabal of referees that are out to get Arsenal Football Club. 
which is madness. Yeah, like, all why? this money, all they, why yeah, would they, they seem to think they're being paid off or something. Like that's what corruption suggests. Yeah, people are being rewarded for these bad decisions. Yeah, but, yeah. Where they actually, what's that? I've forgotten the phrase, but you know, normally the most obvious answer is the correct one, isn't it? And the, correct, and the most obvious answer is so the referees have made mistakes forever, but now because we've got VAR, every mistake is poured over. And feels way bigger than it was. And your moron, your moron manager stokes the flames. That's why you feel like there's an injustice. It's because you're you're blindly following the fucking witterings of moron. Um, <laughs> by proxy, that makes you all morons. Arsenal fans. Uh, got a question from Dazzling Airline two five eight nine here. <laughs> as a as a as an Australian Spurs supporter, I just want to know Flav's reaction to Australia winning the One Day World Cup again on a clearly doctored wicket in front of a one-sided cricket-obsessed crowd on a scale of Eric Dyer to Travis Head, how good was it? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about and why don't you go <laughs> fuck yourself, mate? <laughs> you're, where, we've got loads of Australians that listen to the podcast, Carl. Where are you uh, touring next? Well, so the tour, this is the last night of the tour I'm on supporting Kevin. Oh, right. Uh, but then... I'm back to Melbourne tomorrow and I'm basically based out of Melbourne for quite a few months and then I'm doing, so I'm going to be darting around a bit. I'm gigging in Melbourne on and off for the next couple of months and then I'm going to go Brisbane for a week in January and then I might nip to Adelaide in February. I might go to New Zealand for a week in February as well and then I'm going to do a full month at the Melbourne Comedy Festival in March. They're never going to remember all that, Carl. That's... (laughs) I know, but anything, anyone who lives in those places, follow uh, yeah, at, just follow me on Instagram, yeah. and I'll just I'll put I'll be putting them out as they go. At Carl Donnelly, uh, yes. Ricky Zuru says, "How many times would you let Romero bum you if it meant that Madison and Van der Ven were magically healthy again?" <laughs> no, 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 not for, not for health. I don't want to get bumped for health. League title, maybe. Hang on, one but bumming, no, you yeah. wouldn't. You would, you would, you wouldn't take one bum in from Romero. If no, it meant, not just what no one would know. It's just you and him. No, not not. What for, about if not, it meant they all stayed fit for the whole season? Yeah. There wasn't. We didn't get a single other injury. Right now we're talking, Carl. Now we're talking. <laughs> Hang on a second. Do you know how important these players it's not are? Not the first time I've negotiated this sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky, we need we need these players back. We need the players back. Yeah, we do, but I'm not. I'm just. Yeah, I don't know. Not not for not just so that they come back. They'll be back in three weeks anyway. What if what if you're? It's not three yeah, weeks. So your bum will be back to normal in three. Weeks. <laughs> 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 how, I, mean, how, I don't know how long it takes for a bum to recover from a, from from a session. But I, I think for one one off is quick, man. I think you're like you're talking like a day or two. Day or two, Ricky. <laughs> and, and and that would mean against against Manchester City, Van der Ven and 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 Madison are miraculously back. Title challenge back on, but you won't nah, you won't have nah. one. Would you would you do it? And ask, I'm asking you, and I. Well, I'm asking you. <laughs> well, okay, right. Let, let, let me think about this. Really, really. Let's 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 dig into this because you're asking me right now. Click of a finger, Madison, Romero, Van der Ven. The, the team is back. And yeah. all I've got to do for 20 minutes is get buggered by Romero. Yeah. Within, as, as Carl has, has explained, within two days, my ass is back to normal. Yeah. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. 
When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I mean, what I, I think if you had an opportunity to get Bumbara Mary, you should take it regardless, even if you get nothing. It's, life it's for win-win, living. really, isn't it? Win-win. Life's for living. I did, I did this. What did you do on Thursday night? What, exactly. sat on Coronation Street? I got fucked by Bumbara shout- You'd be able to shout across the table in the pub. Have you been bummed by a World Cup winner? No. Exactly. So sit sit down. <laughs> yeah. That but, sounds like the opening line to like an advert you see on the Channel Four in the daytime. Like clever claiming compensation. I, I yeah. <laughs> fuck Van der Ven and fuck Morrison. I just I'm doing it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, good, good, good. Um, Diddy Barnett says, you wake up one day to find a magical power to stop a certain type of crime from ever being committed again in the world. However you do this, you must be first to commit said crime. What do you choose? So if you, oh, murdered, you murdered someone, you must kill someone first. Yeah, that's surely you to pick that one and just kill someone you don't like. Well, there's a lot that's going through my mind that I don't want to say. Yeah. That's the problem with this question. <laughs> Oh, God. I don't want to say it. Certainly, don't want it recorded and listened to by thousands no. of people. No, no. <laughs> um, Take it to the WhatsApp. Yeah, uh, I'm going to play it safe and say murder. I think I could murder someone. Really? Yeah. If there's a couple of people out there that I think I could murder. <laughs> it wouldn't put up much of a fight. I'd probably go with pe- uh, a petty theft. Petty theft. Yeah, yeah. You want to reduce petty? You've got an opportunity to cure all kinds of ill well, in the world. Oh, uh, right. Uh, okay, right. I see, I see, I see. But yeah, yeah. So no, if you I do a murder, you all murders stopped. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I could do that then. But petty theft, you're saying, let's get rid of petty theft. <laughs> well, it's, it's a plague in our society, Flav. <laughs> it really I mean, is. Shoplifting is an issue. Massive issue. Yeah, we. I, I want more police on the streets than in department stores <coughs> checking for petty theft excellent um okay Spurs fan 107 he says Villa at home City away West Ham at home Newcastle at home given injuries how many points from our next four bit pessimistic but I think four would be a success oh after Jesus how we look against Wolves I'd say six so, yeah, was, was, yeah six I think is what I'm I'll be I'll be content with six out of that. Yeah. Um, the, the thing is, so I'm going to second Villa home, City away, Newcastle home. Is it? Yes. And then who was the other team? Was it just those three? It was. Uh, there was someone else. Villa at home, City away, West Ham at home, and Newcastle at home. Three own games there. Yeah, nine points. Thank you. Thank you very much. And, and then yeah. and then we start getting our players back, and then you're suddenly going, oh hello. Right, Tottenham's yeah. back. This is the thing: is that this of this stage? I don't know how you feel about this, Carl. Is that there was the mood around the club and the stuff that people were saying about Postecoglou and this Tottenham team before the injuries happened was mental. Like we were literally talking about going to Christmas unbeaten, like a title yeah. challenge being on. This isn't. While it is a, a difficult adjust adjustment to take on board, it isn't. 
in the long run, not that damaging because the reality yeah. of where we are isn't where we were after 10 games. We're a long way from that and we need to build a squad that's comparable with it. So this readjustment for our mental health probably isn't the worst thing in the world. Or if I'm being sort of no, philosophical about it. And again, we're all forgetting how we felt, you know, in the summer. You know, we all... I think we were, most most fans were relatively happy when Foster Coffey came in. I know there was a bit of grumbles, but like most of us were sort of like, oh, I mean, you know, after Conte, we just wanted somebody who seemed like a nice enough person who wasn't an arsehole who hated us. So I think <laughs> there was an element of, you know, almost like, oh, this will be, at least there's no expectations. I No one went into the season with expectations. So I think we've got to constantly, during this period, where we're going to be a bit all over the shop, until we reset, I think we've got to remember that and just try and like, remember the remember how neutral and sort of probably low expectation we were. Then try and remember the good times where we suddenly thought, well, we're going to win the league. <laughs> and then now this will cause us to resettle back to an actual objective, like, oh, I think we've improved loads, but we've still got loads of work to do. That mm. should be how we think about it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, we've got a question here from Andy Dixon. He says, most of us have expected a drop-off this season and went... Sorry, most of us have expected a drop-off as the season went on, but how far is acceptable? Before the season, I would have been happy with an 8-4 or higher, but now I'd be disappointed with anything outside top four. What's your target, Rick? Uh, before the um, season kicked off, my the top target was fourth place. That was like That was the biggest that I... The, the highest that I thought we could achieve. Um, realistically, I'd probably go fifth or sixth, where I think we fifth would have is. ended up on the on the uh, on the lower side, um, because obviously you've got Ange coming in, different style of play, um, different mentality, loads of different players coming in. It's kind of like wiping the slate clean, and it's gonna take time and. And even said there's going to be a lot of bumps in the roads and, and and all of that. So the way that we've started has kind of skewed the way um, in, ha- in in where we all think that, that we were going to finish. And now we've had these two losses. It's kind of uh, readjusted our, our thinking and our focus. But I... I still think we are further along than what I expected us to be. Um... And the way that the players, uh, the, the squad have picked up how Ange wants us to play and, and how um, the players are kind of gelling and, and understanding his ideas and philosophy and our attacking side, I just, I still feel like we are going to sneak forth. Mm. I really do. I remember fifth so in Champions positive. League this season. What, fifth? Yeah. If the if the coefficient goes our way, which it looks like it will be, then um, yeah, the t- top five gets get Champions League football. Does that make you feel a bit better, Rick? I did yeah. not get an agenda. Fucking hell! <laughs> Easy, mate. Easy. Fuck yeah, boy! It's not there yet, Rick, but it could be coming. Nearly right, okay. There. Nearly there. Uh, you, so, you sold me a drink before, Flab, so <laughs> We've I, had I will this be conversation. Wary. You can't keep. <laughs> if I say something, it can't. You cannot then. 
I can take it to my heart and and use it as a pillow when I go to sleep and think about the words you said to me. And if they don't come to fruition, then you are in trouble. Yeah, but no, but just keep it inside. Don't then bring it up on me like four months later. So remember when you said this, just push it, push it down and just keep it inside push it forever. Down. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm right about that, Fifth. Uh, what what do you think about Giovanni Lo Celso, Carl? Because we have this question here from Yanis Costa Ramerson, and he says, "Seriously, can we even play Angeball system without Madison? We all know that Gio will never do it for us. The man in the is in the dictionary next to the word half baked. Trust Ange and all that, but fucking hell. Oh yeah, I've, I mean, I've never really been sold on Lo Celso. I've never seen him do anything that's made me go like." Like, get excited I think he's a bit of a I think he's a bit dog shit <laughs> if I'm honest <laughs> not to be rude but like I've just I, I've never got it I don't even like the way he, like it's the, his shape it doesn't look you know like everything about him I think is a bit just bland uh, so yeah I, I've you know he's not Ndombele like yeah. waste of money but I just think he's Close. just not the level that we need so yeah, I, I know some people are calling for him to play. I just don't think he can do it. Yeah, talking about being accountable for things you've said, because I've been remotely positive, positive about Lo Celso recently. I've been getting sticks saying, why do you love him so much? Why is he shit? All I'm saying is that Lo Celso, we need Lo Celso if in Andrew's system. Andrew Postacoglu is not going to play any other way than the way it's got him to the position that he's in right now. If Madison's not there, Lo Celso is his backup, and this is the opportunity for him to play. He has to play him. Now, I'm not saying, based on what we've seen thus far for his career at Spurs, that he's remotely good enough. The evidence would suggest that he's not. But you also look at what he did playing for back in Spain for the various football clubs that he played for, Villarreal, naming one, and Betis, who we bought him from. I think we bought him from there. He was quality over there, and he has he assisted a goal in for Argentina during the break from a corner many many people of which never want to see him take corners again um, so I'm saying we have to believe in him let's give him a chance this will be a sustained run in the team you'd think if he starts and if Postacoglu believes in him and this is a player also that Postacoglu didn't want to sell in the summer so let's just see what happens let's not discount him before he, he's even kicked a ball in earnest this season yeah I mean he can do but it was pretty well, not a very nice mind space to be in. No, no, that's what I mean. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I've, I don't get me wrong. I think that he, like, given the options we've got, he should probably get a run in it. But I just, yeah, I've just, I've, I don't think. I think he's somebody who's not going to last at our, our club, and he will ultimately move on. But yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Like, I think at least he'll, you know, he's, he's a semi-attacking player who you know can make a pass. So I'd give it. I would, I'd, I'd pick him over bloody. You know, Hoiberg or someone trying to play the Madison role. Yeah, we have to. Yeah, uh, you got any thoughts on the Celso? Yeah, I mean, I just like you're saying. I think he's the only guy that is uh, more experienced and that can play that Madison role. Um, he just at Tottenham, he's just always injured, and he just hasn't had from memory. He hasn't had a good run of games, and maybe um, with with Madders out, he can he can grab this opportunity, um, and he can show what he can do. I mean, like he gets picked and played for Argentina. There there must be something there. 
Um, and I quite like the fact that he's um, left-footed and it's the different angles from that position that he can pick out. Mm. Um, and I have seen him play those cute kind of uh, reverse pass balls, nice balls down the channel. So maybe, maybe. I mean, he's been at our club for how long and it hasn't hasn't worked out really for him. I think this is pro- pretty much last chance saloon for him. So if he doesn't if he doesn't grab this opportunity now, then come the summer he's off. Well, come January he's going to Barcelona. They want him. <laughs> so it's not that. No, what, no, not why do Barcelona want him? Not the end of, well, maybe they know a little bit more about how good he is than our fan base. Okay, maybe <laughs> they've they got an injury to Gavi, who's out for the season, some sort of knee injury, and they want him to pl- replace him. And they know that he, they, that obviously he's going to join Barcelona if they come knocking. What, what would be apt and the most Spursy thing that could happen is Lacelso plays a, outstanding football, and then we're like, oh fuck, yeah, he's good, so good. We're not sure Madison actually gets back in that level good, and then Barcelona goes, <laughs> yeah, well, we want him now, and he's gone. That would be Spursy. Yeah. He goes yeah. to Barcelona and wins La Liga there. <laughs> 100% he's going to happen. Yeah. He becomes Messi's like replacement <laughs> going forward. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, Tommy Douglas says, have you grown tired of people asking, would you let X bum you or your wife or your mum or your dad if it meant we could? Why? Because they've become mean questions like Bart Simpson saying I didn't do it a million times and only saying it despondently because he's expected to, well, it's lost its lust, luster. Because I have. Have you got bored of listening to it? Yes, is the answer. I mean, I'm not how many times we can kind of spin an answer about would we let someone bum. Oh, no, we did it this episode, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I was like, hang on, we've had this conversation already. I, I think it's hard to sometimes respond to those questions in a way that's remotely entertaining and I appreciate Tommy Douglas as an inertia to that question has set in for him uh, just on that uh, do you fart in front of your partners according to one for <laughs> <laughs> coys <laughs> I think um, I'm, an, I'm a zero I don't I don't ever fart in front of my wife no same I'm, I'm really anti it yeah why I remember growing up my dad always just dropped them around the house yeah. I always just thought I'm never going to be that guy yeah, I don't mean I do. I sort of try, you know. I've in bed and that I'll sneak one out of the side of the covers yeah. and stuff if I need to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Been there, been there. Um, Ricky, do you remember my dad when we? I think it was in the Milan away. He was in this big room. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? Set the scene. Yeah, so uh, I was. Uh, I think I was uh, asleep on the sofa, and as I was waking up, I kind of. Uh, just like wiping the sleep from my eyes and see your dad get up and he bowled past me in like these these white briefs yeah and and as it as we caught caught eyes he went morning ricky boy and then he cocked his leg up and fired and then did a <laughs> a, a horse powerful piss in the toilet i just stood there watching i was like fuck you now this is a rude awakening i enjoyed it i enjoyed it it's a man's man <laughs> all right ricky boy <laughs> <laughs> yeah i am um, well that that the average person farts 14 times a day. Uh, I'm not hiding all that air, just waiting for little bits where I can sneak off and fart. I'm I'm letting it out. That's it. Well, I, but I even if you know fart. it's going to be a, like an yeah, audible yeah. one. Yeah, What's audible, not... smelly, doesn't matter. We all do it. No, We've got course. nothing to hide. It's about mystique, isn't it? It's about maintaining... I think so. 
maintain a mystique. You've been with your no, missus yeah. like twenty four years though, Rick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, well she... I mean, when you when you get to twenty four years with your wife, you can just suddenly go. I said, I'm going to fart in front of her now. We've par- we've passed that magical line. No, I don't think so. You, well, you were doing it from day one, weren't you, pig? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But then, I mean, it's also they. I suppose they change over time as well. Like now, I've just hit the age. I'm I'm hitting the age that my dad was when I was born, and like, I just remember. I think they just sound different, don't they? Middle age farts just sound. Wait, they sound they sound sad, don't they? Yeah, they sound grumpy. <laughs> they do. <laughs> sometimes, well, sometimes I'll do one, and it, it sounds like like a hand has come out my ass and just clicked like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that didn't sound like a fart. <laughs> uh, the worst, the worst is when you're at the football. The, the oh, amount what, of what the, the amount about... of people drinking beer and eating dirty oh, pies and dropping Thanks. their guts at the football. But Rick, it's it's fuck the... it, all in your mouth, all up your nose. It's disgusting. But the thing is that the football is it's one smell. All all farts at football smell yeah, the yeah. same way, and it's disgusting. But the, if they'd have worked, like they, they smell. If I did one fart that smelled like that at home, yeah. I'd go straight to the hospital, man. It's like <laughs> it's so bad. It's like you got you must have some rectal problem. But but it's everyone at football does the same fart. It's, it's it, I know. It's, it's the same. It's a, a certain brew at, at football, and it's just and it, everyone knows exactly. You could never describe that smell. But no. everyone who's been to football knows exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> that smell. Like, I can't. I can. I weirdly, I've never. Don't feel I can. I can. I can't smell it, but I can imagine that smell now. Right now, I can. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Mad. Mad. I can't wait to stand. I can't wait till Sunday. I hope my cold. Wait to, I hope my cold a, clear so I can have a good old, good old sniff up. <laughs> just, just, just off to the toilet. You're going to the to- toilet a lot because the toilets are like the epicenter of it because of the low ceilings. There's nothing like. Do you know what I miss? Like, there's, there's a lot wrong with football back in the old days, but finding people smoking in the toilets mixed with that kind of guff. <laughs> it's an overload to the sensories, and I miss it. Um, yeah. Got a question here from um, the Christian Viking. He says, "Would you rather have City get thirty points deducted, which helps our chances of winning the league, but also helps them lot, or would you rather City not get punished at all?" If there was an opportunity where, like, forget Spurs in this, and Arsenal and City are going for the title, I know for the good of football, you need City to be punished for their cheating, but I would rather they didn't get punished and Arsenal didn't win yeah. the league. Like, fuck yeah. it. Let them do it if that's what if that's the fallout. Get, give them more points if anything. Yeah, realize you've done something wrong, but I admire your goal, admire your ambition. Yeah, yeah. giving you an extra 10 points, 10, 10% bonus for being gangsters. <laughs> <laughs> um. What what's 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 the general opinion opinion on um, Daniel Levy at the moment in your understanding, Rick? Oh, I'm glad you came to me first for that one. What do you think key. it is? What, what do you think it is? We had a question uh, from Radio Ra- Ra- says, "Why has Levy out gone quiet?" But I don't think it has. Um, and another one says, uh, "When does Daniel Levy get out of our club? Start again?" Um, when results don't i think i think there's there's two points if results don't start going our way and we start to slide uh and then there is 
how Ange is backed in the January transfer window. Yeah. Because we've seen um, that there has been a real bad, uh, you know, our whole squad's been hit by injuries. Um, and we don't know when we're going to get these players back. And some of them are quite serious injuries. And if we get to January and we haven't addressed that squad depth, even by a little bit, then you are going to start to wonder. But it's how much of that is it going to be that, that Anne just said, oh, they're not suitable. The, these are the players you've got. They're not suitable. They don't come in or that they, we do want them. And but it's more appropriate to get them and easier to get them in the summer. January is a very hard time to get players, but I'm in that mindset that we absolutely need to bring more players in yeah. um, to, to, to keep us at the top end of the table. And if we don't, you know, is it is it down to, to Levy for not paying five million more over the odds? Is it down to Ange for saying you've given me these players with this data set, but I just don't think they have the, the right mentality. And well, you I, that's I, the awkward I thing, them. isn't it? You never know. Exactly. The answers to these so things. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. What, what, when you, if you've got a figure in your head about what kind of spend that we need to do in January to keep people happy with Daniel Levy, I've got a figure in my head in terms of what we should, what we need to speculate in January for people to be happy with the window. What's yours, Ricky? Um, I am. Cause Knowing Tottenham will probably do um, a loan for someone. What's the figure, Ricky? Anyway? Mm. Uh, I am going to go for probably around sixty million. I was thinking eighty, and I and I, okay. I don't think there's a world where that happens. What about you, Carl? I was going to say fifty. I think like fifty is. You know, you could get a couple of players in, or you could go, they could try, go try and get one really good player in, or something. But like, but in terms of the, the original question about like where where is that sort of Levy out noise gone? I think it's it's always the case with like you know you get the, the vocal people that are really that is their cause. Um, but then when we're doing bad and the atmosphere is bad, your general it's almost like politics, isn't it? Your sort of centrists will lean towards that. Mm. and then suddenly the noise is louder when suddenly because we're playing well the sort of centrists almost don't want to rock the apple cart today so we we all go a bit quiet so I think it's um, you know the noise level of that that belief and that protest just is always based on what's going on on the pitch it's it's always probably three games away from it becoming a a bit louder again so I'm not sure like how much you can I know I guess the criticism of Daniel Levy is that the squad was like we knew it was like and the injury mm. crisis was coming it's just but but by the same token we may have been out apart from the center back situation we may have been able to cope and certainly actually even in that situation where if it was a game or two it would be okay we may have been able to cope with an injury here and there but to have 10 nine first team players out injured five of them on long term injuries is difficult for any chairman or any football club to legislate for. Like Manuel Solomon, first team player, Perisic, first team player, Madison, Van der Ven, all first team players, all out for fucking ages. Richie's gone as well now. Rich, Richarlison gone as well. Yeah. How how do how can that be? How can what is the argument that that is Daniel Levy's fault? You can't you can't legislate for for, for five or six no. players. 
and also I do think the general consensus of like you know Levy's popularity I think his stock has gone up a bit based on the start to the Angera by the fact that some of the um, people we did already have in that you know he spent some money on that we might not have thought were ever going to become good have come good so mm. suddenly you know the transfers that he has overseen look better than we thought they did six months ago don't they so suddenly you're not as you know he's, you're not as questioning him as, him as much as you probably were six months ago yeah agreed absolutely agreed uh brian hill what, what's your your feelings on him? A couple of people are kind of asking whether or not he should start. Would you, would you start with a front line of, you know, Johnson, Kane, Kane, fucking hell. It's been so entrenched in my, I felt sick saying that, and now sad. I feel very sad now. <laughs> I feel really sad. <laughs> saying your ex's name when you're talking to your new girlfriend. Yeah, it's really sad. And she's sad that I've done that. Yeah, um, everyone's sad. Everyone's sad by that slip up. Jesus, that's not the pod. Son, Johnson and Kulisevsky starts. I can't see a world where Hill gets in. I really can't. No. No. No, I, no, I, I can't either. But I, And I really like him. And I, there is part of me that feels that he could do a job coming off coming in off the bench. But then I think when he came, he came on against the Wolves and he just... He looked like a child. He yeah. he just He's, he yeah. just looked like he was getting pushed off the ball when we being a bit more aggressive and direct and putting pressure on him. He was just hitting the deck too easily. I mean, I don't know. I just I, I don't know if he is suited to the Premier League. Might be a bit cliche because you know he he is quite slight, but he just I don't know. I I don't think he will be. A success with us personally. Do you think your mum suited to the Premier League? <laughs> no, I don't think she is. What, what are attributes that make her not suitable for Premier League football? Um, well, she could probably run. She could, she could run as fast as Dyer. Put it. <laughs> How old is she? <laughs> she's she, she's sixty-five. Should have started with that. Or, yeah, that's the first issue. Uh, that's her yeah. first barrier to Premier League football, isn't it? That's, that she's sixty-five. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got a good one here from um, Austin416 so Everton really thought that we were going to sell they were going to sell Richarlison for £80 million this is Everton um, they made an assumption that that was his value and that uh, we we underpaid for Richarlison which as it turns out, it's obviously nonsense. We overpaid. But what's your most deluded valuation of a Tottenham player in hindsight? He says, I'll go first. I told Manchester United to fuck off when they wanted Dyer for about 40, 50 million. That was uh, <laughs> under Mourinho. I remember that specifically. There were oh, players God. I thought were much, but like I thought I thought Lewis Holtby was could be generational for Spurs. Yeah. 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 Um I don't know. Um, Dombley. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I'd probably put him top, actually. I, I, there are I, still I, people again... that rate him, you know that. I saw somebody share another bloody compilation today saying, like, just imagine how good he was if he was a bit fitter and got a running team. It's like, just give it up, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a like brain, of... is what you're saying. Like, yeah, the brain yeah. is, like, crucial to everything. 
had a different brain, body, <laughs> life <laughs> leading up to this point. <laughs> like every single facet of him was different. So, so that triggers broom from Only Fools and Horses, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, M. Rona says, when I was an edgelord on football Twitter about 10 years ago, I said Bentaleb was more valuable than Sterling. Sterling <laughs> generally thought he was going to be elite for us. I thought there was a time for Bentaleb. I thought he was going to be yeah. good. Actually, that was a good shout, Bentaleb. Yeah. Um, and uh, Ninjitsu style, he says... City wanting Kane for like 75 million or whatever was fucked the other way. Then they got yeah, Grealish yeah. for 100 million. I don't remember the order, but the move suggests they could have paid 100 million pounds for Kane, but didn't want to. Guess it all worked out with Haaland. But it is mad when you look back at that situation where they wanted 100 million pounds three years before he went to Bayern Munich for 86 million pounds. They wanted him for yeah. 75. And then behaved like we were being out of order. You remember what Guardiola said? Oh, you can't keep a player against his will. And like, well, yeah, we fucking can. We kept him three yeah. years against his will. We locked him up. We said, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> and then we sent him out of the fucking country. That's how big clubs behave. <laughs> <laughs> We've made him so miserable. Made him to do something he didn't want to do. do, you, do you, how, what do you think Kane thinks about us? Is there a part of him that goes, I've wasted my entire career at that fucking football club? I don't. I reckon there is a little bit of him that's like look, probably will look back in hindsight and be like, you know, it might have been nice to go somewhere a bit earlier. But he seems to be having a good old time in Munich, so I think you know that's that will cheer him up. That, that <laughs> makes me sick. You know, it'll be all right. Every goal is like a dagger to my heart. I hate it. I think I do think he he whether or not it was a genuine affection for Tottenham, but. I do think he really wanted to win a trophy with yes. his teammates yeah. Yeah. and for Poch and where we were in that bubble back then and everything was good. And I think he'll look back and he'll be gutted that he, he, he couldn't do that. Uh, the best time that he probably had at a, at a football club where he felt most at home. Um, and he, he, he was the geezer, weren't he? Walking down the corridor, dick swinging everywhere. He was he was number one and he just didn't get his hands on a trophy. Um, so I think he'll probably look back and just be a bit, um, a bit sour about, about that. But, you know, he's, he's absolutely smashing at the Bundesliga now and he's at Bayern Munich and, you know, I don't know. I don't, do you, do you think there's a world where he, he potentially comes back? I think, I, I think he really dislikes Daniel Levy for what he did keeping him there making him sign that long contract I know that's not Daniel Levy's fault and he's keeping he, he's, he's got Tottenham's best interest at heart when he's managed to convince Harry Kane to sign that contract and there yes. should have been break clauses in there that wasn't on Daniel Levy it's not on him to make it easier for Kane to leave it's on Daniel Levy to protect an asset for Tottenham Hotspur and that's what he did with Harry Kane but as a person I can imagine Kane looking at it going I think you've done me dirty there a little bit you you played on the frailties in my team, i.e. my my um my brother being my agent. And um and we had this gentleman's agreement that clearly existed and you didn't honour it. So I think that he doesn't come back because of Daniel Levy, that's my gut feeling. I think he goes to Man United. Yeah, I think he might be right. Yeah, I think he might be right. What about you, Cole? I don't think he'll come back. I just think I reckon he'll get used to I reckon he'll like life in Germany, mate. Now his fat he's got a house now, his family moving over. It's nice over there, isn't it? It's, it's not nice. nice. It ain't nice. It's all right. It's easily yeah, one of it's... the worst European countries in, in Europe. I, I reckon, want... but you know, 
he probably likes the food because the food's a bit boring. Apparently you know, he's, he's got there. simple tastes. He's living out of a fucking hotel. Eating tins yeah, but now of he's, he's found a house, hasn't he? Hasn't he just bought a house? Has he? All right, that's good. That's good. I, had, I reckon uh, he'll settle and he's actually going to see out a few years. What was that, Rick? Uh, I ate one of my uh, my best sandwiches when I was out in Munich. Did you? It was, it was, yeah, it was it was like a giant pretzel sliced in half, and then it had all like chicken and bacon inside the pretzel. Oh it God. was just yeah, it was f- fantastic, fantastic. <laughs> I've been, I, 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 I've got some time for Cologne, but other than that, like Dortmund was one of the worst places I've ever been. Berlin, come on, Berlin. I've nice. never been. I've never been Berlin, yeah. so I'm not going to hate on Berlin. I don't know. Yeah, been. Berlin and Munich are both top tier. Loved to it. Leverkusen, because I have. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What do you know? What do you know about? Oh, I've just been to the best bits and looked around all the best bits of Germany. The reality where people live day to day is Leverkusen. <laughs> That's, it's like the Wolverhampton of of. of of um of germany all right boys I've, i think that i do i've just noticed that sandy toxvig is trending on twitter so i've got to find out what that's about and, oh um, god i don't think she's dead okay oh that's good yeah, that's she's good. come out as straight <laughs> that's almost more surprising than i'd be dead <laughs> good cheers boys cheers, cheers bye Network.